Welcome to Inside the Comfort Zone. You are listening to the podcast that redefines personal development and helps you handle change with ease, sustainably and enjoyably. Now, my name is Adam Kowalik and this show is being recorded in front of a live audience. Um, now, you might ask, why is it being recorded live? I wanted this to be an interactive, conversational and crowdsourced experience where we can co-create episodes together. We are talking about the fact that are you meditating or not? Uh, what are some of the benefits of meditation? Now, I happen to believe that meditation is not something that I'd say uh, is magical or ritualistic uh, done for its own sake. To me, I find meditation to be a practice. It's kind of going to the gym. Now, if you want to get fit, you, you lift weights or you engage in other types of physical activities with a deliberate practice. Meditation, to me, is exactly the same. It's what you do to exercise your mind, um, to strengthen your mindfulness and your ability to present, be present, to be present with what is. And, and being present unlocks your, your attention. It unlocks the depth, the connection uh, to other people and your surroundings. It said that 90% of all, of, uh, of all our thinking is recycled thinking from yesterday. Now, if, if that is true or not, I don't know. But in order to break that hamster wheel of, of constantly repeating yesterday, at least to 90% accuracy, in order to break that hamster wheel and disengage that autopilot, what you do is increase your awareness. Now, for that reason alone, I believe that everyone would benefit from starting a meditation practice uh, to, to better stay present and enjoy the second to circle that is life, bringing a greater sense of happiness. Now, if this doesn't convince you enough to try meditation, let me share some other compelling reasons to practice meditation and that also will change your life. So meditation can help you get better sleep. Meditation gives all sorts of benefits like sleeping longer, feeling refreshed when waking, and also feeling more positive in the morning in general. Also lowers stress. It can increase the thickness of the gray matter surrounding the prefrontal cortex, strengthening your ability to focus and, and your self-awareness and reduce stress and the risk of burnout. With meditation, you, you're able to form the ability to quiet the mind during non-meditation as well. And you're able to calm yourself more quickly when you feel stressed. This idea of calming yourself and quieting your mind even during times when you're not meditating is exactly why I think it's a useful tool. Because a lot of times we are not sitting in absolute quiet, comfortably, uh, all by ourselves, isolated on a pillow and meditating. We're operating in life. And so that's why we practice, kind of like, again, going to the gym. It's so that we can transfer that uh, isolated 
structured and controlled environment and exercise into the real life where we are lifting boxes, lifting grandchildren, or uh, we're biking, or we're sitting, or we're doing something where we feel we need the physical fitness. Other reasons for starting a meditation practice, weight management. Now, so I, I just want to throw this in there. Eating mindfully, uh, together with meditation, has shown to help people with weight stability and lowering cortisol levels. Now, cortisol levels are great, great thing. It helps you with your weight management. Higher reduction in cortisol and stress levels show a higher reduction in abdominal fat. It also helps you to be uh, less sick. So with a meditation program, there is about 43% less usage of healthcare services, according to a recent study, meaning that meditation would be used to relieve our busy healthcare system at a very little cost. It can also fight depression. Meditation can lead to 10 to 20% improvement in depression symptoms, which is similar to some effects of antidepressants. Again, this costs you nothing. So we've got such a powerful tool at hand here. It also helps you act more rationally. Through meditation, you're able to become more aware of your thoughts and your feelings and ultimately your actions by choosing your response rather than simply reacting. This helps you make positive choices and make more sound decisions in the heat of the moment. So often there is a trigger, there's an event, and then there's the reaction. The fact that we can meditate, we can calm our minds, and we can create some more space between the event or trigger and the, re the, the reaction. In that space, that's where our freedom lies. That's where the power of choice comes in. And expanding that space is what allows you to access a higher version of yourself. And finally, it helps you create more happiness. Meditation practitioners often feel greater confidence, self-awareness and satisfaction, which leads to an overall feeling of happiness. Now, one of the biggest objections or concerns that I hear when introducing the idea of meditation is it feels so unproductive. I'm just sitting there. I don't have time for that. And this is particularly true for people that I tend to meet in, in my job with uh, overambitious, overthinking and perfectionist uh, people. They just don't feel they have the time. Now, this couldn't really be further away from the truth. The truth is that meditation is an activity that will actually give you more time back. It will help you become more productive during the day, earning back its uh, original cost and, and then some. Through meditation, you become more present, focused, calm, less stressed. And all of this helps you get more out of your day. So while meditation can be challenging, just like with any other exercise or practice, it could very well be the one or the most important practice you can make. Now, if 
your cure is about trying meditation, uh, I'm going to go back to what I started by saying. To me, it has nothing to do with rituals, religion or magic. To me, it's a practice. It's as factual as, and as simple as that. It's something you can do sitting, lying, standing, walking, eating, basically doing anything with a higher awareness, a higher mindfulness. What we do want to do, I think, in the beginning is we want to control the environment, kind of like what we do in a gym or in a group class. It's an in, in, in a controlled environment where we can decide what to do and we know what's going to happen so we can limit some of the risks or consequences. We can do the same with meditation. So one of my favorite exercises to introduce to someone who is uh, either in need or interested in uh, increasing their mindfulness, increasing their awareness and presence is the hourglass meditation. It is called the hourglass meditation because of its shape or its, um, well, the, the idea of its shape. An hourglass is kind of big towards the top and big towards the bottom. And it's got this very small waist, almost like a funnel. The point of the, uh, the, the hourglass meditation is to the first thing you do you just allow yourself to spend time with observing your thoughts, observing anything that's around you or that's happening inside of your, your mind, your body, your feelings. Allow anything and everything to come through. Once the time is up, you're, you're narrowing your focus. So now we're uh, sliding down the hourglass. So that's where we're hitting the, uh, the waist of the, the hourglass. Now we shift our focus and we might just pay attention to our breath or maybe um, uh, a candle or maybe just a sound or a, a guided meditation or a um, music, piece of music. The point is that we're narrowing our focus. Once that is done, it's time to open back up. So we're heading towards the bottom of the hourglass. We're opening and widening our uh, attention and, and awareness. So now we start to gentle listen around us. Take in what's going on. And you will soon start to realize that, that all that chaos, all that um, running around and, and, and fast-paced mind that was happening in the opening of the hourglass is now more quiet, more calm. That's the hourglass meditation. Now, how long should you do it? Well, the, the good thing about this is it has three stages to it. It's the open, it's the narrow, and it's, again, the openness. And you can set a timer for one minute for each uh, stage, each um, section. If three minutes is too much for you, you can start with 30 seconds at each stage, meaning 30 seconds to be open for anything that's present right now, 30 seconds narrowing your focus, and 30 seconds opening back up. That gives you 90 seconds of meditation or mindfulness practice. 
a lot of us, we still can fit those 90 seconds in someday uh, or sometime during the day. Again, if 90 seconds is, is proving to be tricky for you, go with 15 seconds, 15, 15, 15. That's 45 seconds. Even that tends to uh, make a difference. I started by, uh, by suggesting an, uh, a minute for each stage. You can, if you're, if you're very used to meditation or you, you feel that you're, you're very open to this, you can extend that. You can do it for two minutes, three minutes at each stage, or even five minutes at each, each stage. I am inviting you to set up your own meditation practice in this. I'm inviting you to create more space between the event and the reaction. Create that space and you can step into that space and you can make the choices of the responses that you want to apply versus just being this autopilot or using the recycled thinking from yesterday. And instead, you can start creating the day that you want. Thanks for listening into the, the co-creation of this podcast. Join the conversation live and ask your questions and share your insights. That happens every Tuesday, 6 p.m. London time on Calling. Thanks so much again, and I do look forward to catching you next week. Bye. Thank you.